Welcome to the Behavior Corner Podcast with Barb Roba. Barb created the Behavior Corner after almost two decades of working side-by-side with families to improve their children's behavior. This is a supportive place for parents to come together to learn how to manage powerful emotions, negative behavior choices, and the chaos that we experience along our parenting journeys. In the Behavior Corner, we share professional, practical, and positive parenting advice. These are the tools that will give you a strong foundation to make positive behavior changes in your children a reality. Get ready. This is going to be great. Welcome to this edition of the Behavior Corner. Today in the corner, we're talking about disrespect. Yes, disrespect happens from our kids. It happens from adults. Disrespect can be frustrating. But this is what happens. Disrespect comes about because humans have emotions. Yes, we do. Humans have emotions. And sometimes those emotions get the best of us. And disrespect becomes our reality. This isn't an acceptable reality, yet it's reality nonetheless. It's not okay to treat others with disrespect, but it does happen. And here are some of the most common reasons for disrespect happening. Your kids want control. You want control. And you have a battle that has started. Maybe there's jealousy involved, frustration, or a power struggle. I think a lot of times adults engage in unnecessary power struggles with kids. And it doesn't serve any purpose besides asserting our power or authority over our kids. Which, how do you think that makes them feel? Not good. It's not teaching them how to be respectful. In fact, it's teaching them how to assert power over other people and get their way. Yes, I know you're the adult. Yes, I know you are in charge. And yes, I know your kids should be respecting you and follow your directions. I also know that if we want our kids to be respectful, we have to show them how to do that, which we will be getting to how to be that role model for your kids. So what does all of this disrespect end up doing to us? Well, it results in hurt feelings, right? Our kids might cry. We might feel sad that we treated them poorly if we were yelling. We may feel frustrated even more so, even when it's not in front of our face anymore and we've moved on. It's hard to get rid of those negative feelings. And don't forget, damaged relationships, If you're yelling at your kids a lot, guess what your kids come to expect? My mom's going to yell at me. My mom's always yelling. My mom's not nice. And I'm not making this up, guys. 
students that I work with, clients that I work with, I hear these things. I hear these comments right from children's mouths and they don't like it. And as a matter of fact, in households where there's a lot of yelling, it results in kids not listening well because they start tuning out all of the talking and the yelling. It's tuned out. They're not even listening anymore, guys, because this is their norm. Wouldn't you much rather have a respectful home be your norm? If you do, I'm going to encourage you to choose your battles. And there will be six ways to help improve the amount of respect that your child is showing you and others in their lives. Six ways. And the first one has to do with choosing your battles. And it's, I call this one simple statements. Simple statements such as, this conversation is over. We're not talking about this anymore. When you are calm, we'll talk again. And maybe that calmness comes from taking a breath. Maybe that calmness comes when both of you take a break and you walk away for a minute. Maybe that calmness comes not in a minute, but in 30 minutes. Regardless of when that calmness comes, you need to end the conversation until calmness arrives. What do you think will happen if you guys continue to bicker at each other, continue to battle over disrespect? It's only going to get worse. So this totally happened to me last night. My child was playing and he was actually getting a little crazy running around the house. And I stopped him and I looked at him. I made eye contact and I asked him to do a chore for me. Uh Uh-huh. And he walked away. I take that back. He didn't even say, "Uh uh-huh. He just walked away and he kept playing. Whoa, that made my blood boil because, dude, you were just so disrespectful to me. You didn't even answer me when I talked to you. That is not okay. Called him back over. Please answer me when I'm talking to you. Guess what he did next? He rolled his eyes, said, "Uh uh-huh, and went back to playing. Guys, I thought I was going to lose my mind. This is so unacceptable to be treated this way by a child and an adult, but it is not okay to be treated that way. Not okay. And I didn't want him to think it was okay. So I took my breath and I remember saying to myself, be calm, be calm, talk calmly. And I did. He came back. I took the toy from him that he was playing with gently and I set it down. This time I got to his eye level and I said, do not 
disrespect me by rolling your eyes and walking away. He backtalked me, and then we were done. And I said, you will not speak anymore until you can be polite. And you will not be playing anymore until you can be polite, which comes to our second point. When they're trying to get something or do something, they need to be polite. He just wanted to keep playing, and I get that. I even said to him initially, which I forgot to tell you here, when you're done with your game, I need you too. And I think it was taking his laundry upstairs to his room. I don't actually remember the chore, but it was something simple like that. But the way that he responded to me, even though I had eye contact with him, was not acceptable. And when the disrespect continued and he wasn't being polite, I used the simple statement of, you will not talk again until you can be polite. And he knew I meant business. I'll tell you, though, if he continued the back talk, I would have used the simple statement of, this conversation is over. Go sit. It would have been time out until we were both ready to have a conversation. But in this case, I was asking for politeness. And he knew that he had met the end of his line here with this eye rolling and I'm just going to dismiss what my mother is saying to go back to play. Nope. He knew it was done now and he needed to be polite. So he answered me. He said, okay, there was no eye roll and the chore got done. I demanded the politeness and I demanded the follow through until he was able to go back to playing. I also demanded something else, but that's coming up in step five. So hang on tight for that. Number three, be a role model. Remember how I said I was breathing. I took a breath. I said to myself, be calm, talk calmly. I used positive self-talk, guys. I talked myself down so I didn't lose my mind and start yelling at him because, oh my gosh, did I ever want to do that. But I was able to be that role model and I was able to use my words calmly and my actions in a calm way to express my thoughts, to express my demands, and to express my feelings to him. I also doubled back on this when we had a talk a little bit later that night, which we will get to in step five, like I said. So hang in there. I am saving, I feel like, the best for last because this is when it all comes together, when we can sit down at the end of the day or at the end of a stressful event and and talk it out. So it's coming. It's coming, guys. Number four. Have you ever had a situation where you felt your child had a spike in their amount of disrespect? Like normally your child isn't overly disrespectful, but then a day or two comes and it's just like they're they're crabby or they're overwhelmed. They're pushing your buttons. Has that ever happened to you? 
I know it has happened to me, especially with my older son. So now let me flip children for you. We can go weeks of having really good behavior choices. Respect, helpfulness, cooperation, responsibility, things are going along great. And then all of a sudden we get this spike, this disrespectful spike. And he's trying to call the shots and he's being nasty and he wants things his way. Whoa, slow down. We do not treat other people with disrespect. So in step number four, I want you to consider a few things if you're seeing a spike in the amount of disrespect that your child is showing. Are there changes in your child's life, such as transitions? Did your child just transition back to school from summer vacation? Did your child transition from one school building, perhaps an elementary school, to a middle school? Is your child going through something right now with their peers? Is there a new baby in the home? Have there been changes in your family dynamics, such as a divorce or a new caregiver? Changes in a child's life can totally cause a spike in disrespect. They're trying to figure out what their life will look like now with this change. And they may be feeling uncomfortable, anxious, fearful, unsettled, or overwhelmed. And it's coming out and presenting itself as disrespect. So consider what could be causing the disrespect and address it. Put that parenting detective hat on and address it with your child. Not only will that help your relationship get stronger and increase your bonding that you have between your child and yourself, but it should help to decrease the amount of disrespect because now you're addressing their feelings and their thoughts and their needs. Testing boundaries could be another reason for the spike in disrespect. All kids, every single child, will test boundaries. This is to be expected. I am not surprised one bit when the most perfect child you could be raising or have met all of a sudden one day tests the boundaries just to see if their parents mean business, just to see what will happen if they break the rules. Because guys, that's how kids learn. They learn by testing their boundaries. They learn by giving it a little push or a shove or pushing your buttons. Hmm. I wonder if mom and dad will follow through. I wonder what will happen if I do what I'm not supposed to do. That's how we learn. We learn from our mistakes and we learn when our parents can be consistent enough with us to follow through on calling us out when we are pushing those boundaries and giving consequences when the kids are pushing the limits. That's how they learn. That's how they learn. And yes, it takes some negative consequences when they're making poor choices and that's okay. But it's also important to use positive consequences as well 
Again, we're getting there. All right. What else could cause a spike in disrespect? What's triggering them? Is there a common trigger that gets them upset? Is it a younger sibling? Is it math homework? Is it being told to do too many chores at one time? I picked a few out of my own household. (laughs) There are things that us as humans don't like to do. That's okay. There will be things that your kids don't like to do. And that's okay. You can plan for those times. Yes, you'll know that your kids will probably get grumpy when you ask them to, let's say, empty the dishwasher because maybe they don't like to do that. But you know what, guys? You're a member of this family and you need to help out. So maybe you consider that asking them to empty the dishwasher is frustrating to them. So you can what I call front load them, front load the expectation and say, today I need you to empty the dishwasher. I know it's not your favorite task to do, but I really appreciate your help. Thank you. Or give them a choice. The dishwasher needs to be emptied and the stairs needs to be vacuumed. Can you please pick one? Thank you. And maybe they'll do the stairs. Great. You gave them a choice and they're still helping. But you can anticipate the triggers to help diffuse the disrespect, the spike in disrespect. Acknowledge it as it's coming or even before it comes. The last huge piece when I see disrespect in all kids is when they're tired. And I mean all kids, even into teenage years. My gosh, when I'm tired, I think I'm a little bit more disrespectful than normal. When people are tired, they are not able to handle the frustrating moments in life as well as someone who is well-rested. If your kids are tired and it's approaching bedtime or maybe they're not sleeping well, whatever the case is, If your kids are tired, you can pretty much bank on getting a little bit more disrespect from them that day. Again, it's not okay, but you can help understand where it's coming from and make a plan to fix that. Make sure they're in bed on time. Make sure they're getting the amount of sleep they need. If they're having difficulty sleeping, consult with their pediatrician because it's not okay to be disrespectful. We need to have plans in place to know how to deal with it. So let's recap until I, um, excuse me, before I get to number five, the one I've been waiting for. Number one way to manage disrespect, use simple statements to end a conversation so you don't get into a power struggle, such as, this conversation is over. Make sure your kids are being polite in order to get what they want from you. Be a role model. Show them that you yourself can get your needs met by being respectful. And then show them how that works as well. If you see a spike in disrespect, take a look at a few things that could be causing the spike in disrespect. We named a few. Changes in their life. Normal testing of boundaries frustrating triggers, and of course, if they feel tired, that could be a problem. 
Now here's number five, the one I've been waiting for, apologize and fix. Yes. Ideally, you want to do this before you allow them to have their privileges back, and I'll get into that in a minute. So my story about the um, incident that happened just the other day in my house when my child was being disrespectful to me because all he wanted to do was play. So once he did what I asked him to do, and I did allow him to go back to playing, we at bedtime, because I, I love recapping the day at bedtime. That's just how I do things in my house. We talked about it. And I said, you owe me an apology. And he knew exactly what I was talking about. He said, I'm sorry for being mean, mom. And then we talked about it. We talked about how it made me feel sad and frustrated. And we talked about how when I'm talking to him, he needs to respond and how that looks when he responds in a respectful way, eye contact and an answer with a calm tone of voice. I also talked about how I was, how I was a role model. And although I didn't call it a role model for my youngest child, I told him what I did that was respecting him. I said, honey, I didn't yell at you. I looked at you. I got your attention. And I asked you politely to help me with a chore. I was showing respect to you. Please show respect to me. And he agreed. So I got my apology. I showed him and I told him later on that night how I was being respectful to him. And I asked him to do the same in the future. Of course, I gave him a hug and I tell him all the time, and especially that night, I love you no matter what. Even when you're disrespectful, I love you. It's not okay to be disrespectful, but we're going to do better next time. So that is my apologize and fix step number five. Now, if you can get an apology and fix this whole situation up, before your child goes back to privileges, then I encourage you to do that. If it doesn't work in your household, that's fine. Just like my example from the other day, my household daily routine needed to continue after the disrespect. It needed to continue after he did follow through and started being polite. So I didn't get my apology till later, but I still got it and we still reflected on it. It's much better to do that reflection piece and to get your apology when it's free from distractions. So if I would have demanded that conversation right then and there, neither of us were 100% calm and we had other things going on in our house that time. So I knew it wasn't the ideal time for that apology and to plan for the future. But bedtime was. It was far enough removed from the situation time-wise that we were able to be calm and there were no distractions. So getting back to if you are able to get an apology and fix the situation before privileges are reinstated, then great. And I wanna explain that to you. What's a privilege? Anything that you give your children is a privilege besides food, water, shelter, clothing, warmth, and unconditional love. 
Those are needs, guys. I'm going to read them again. Your kids need food, water, shelter, clothing, warmth, and unconditional love. Those are necessities. I don't care what your kids are doing. You need to provide those things I just listed. They need to be provided no matter what. Those aren't to be earned. Your job as a parent is to give them food, water, shelter, clothing, warmth, and unconditional love. I am harping on this because sadly I have come across parents who will use basic needs against their kids as punishment and that is never okay. It's never okay. But privileges such as running around the house playing, screen time, extra snacks, snacks at all, having friends over, toys, playing with things in their room, staying up late, all those are privileges. And your kids don't need them unless they're earned. Allow them to earn those things. So that's where the positive consequences come into play. We mentioned this just a little while ago. If your kids are being respectful and they're doing what you expect them to do, then acknowledge that through a positive consequence. Allow them extra time up at night. Allow them extra time playing with their toys. Let them have an extra snack. Those are the positive consequences that will reinforce the respectful behavior. It will keep it going. Negative consequences freezes all those privileges. So remember when I said, if my child continued to be disrespectful with me, remember when I told him, you will not talk again until it's polite and he listened. If he would have continued that argument, it would have been, you're done now, go sit. That would have been a removal of the play privilege in my house and he would be sitting. Negative consequence. Thankfully, he was able to zip it when I said nothing more unless it's polite. If the disrespect continues, I encourage you to remove a privilege, not a need. Remove a privilege. That's part of the apologize and fix. Get that done before you reinstate the privileges, if at all possible. Number six, start now. I have been using this model since my kids were toddlers. And it has made the disrespect so much less in my house. Do we still have disrespect? Uh, duh, I just told you stories about that, right? Because remember I said kids will test the boundaries. And there could be a variety of reasons why disrespect is creeping in on some days and not others. Regardless, the earlier you start, the easier it will become. Remember how I said, not another word until you're polite. And that was what did it because he knew he was heading down a path he did not want to go down toward a negative consequence because I have used those negative consequences before and he knows what to expect because we've been doing this since he's been a toddler. Was he pushing buttons? Yes. Were we able to easily recover from it? Yes, because we started early. 
If you've missed that toddler window, it's okay. Start now. If you do these six things consistently, and that is key, guys, consistently, your kids will respond. I guarantee you they will respond. So real quick, let's go through this. Number one, simple statements. Number two, they must be polite to get what they want. Number three, you are the ultimate role model. Number four, consider what could be causing a spike in their disrespect. Number five, they must apologize and fix what happened. And you know what? I forgot to mention, this goes for you too. If we're going to be good role models, like we talked about in number three, if we lose our cool and we start yelling, because hello, we are human and that happens, we also need to apologize and fix. This goes hand in hand with being a role model. When I make a mistake, I'm going to apologize to you just like you apologize to me. And we're going to learn from this and we're going to move on. And start now. It's never too late to get started in this and be consistent, guys. I know you got this. This is going to be great. I know you can do this and increase the amount of respect in your home. So until next time, I encourage you to be brilliant and empowered. Thank you for joining us. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Come and visit us on our other social media platforms, including our fan page found on Facebook, Behavior Corner LLC, and our amazing closed group where even more goodness happens at Raising Kids, Behavior Solutions That Work. And of course, a shout out to Barb is always available at barb at behaviorcorner.com.